to the podcast. This is the Love Well Podcast with Dan Rose. Hope you are doing well this week. Um, in honor of uh, the final final week of tournament travel baseball for my boy, I am rocking the Saginaw Valley hat. Uh, because that is where he will be attending school and playing baseball in the future. Um, and uh, all of my uh, Michigan Blue Jays hats, which are uh, which is the, the program he's played with for a decade, uh, are all really gross. And uh, so uh, they are safely stored somewhere else. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it is good to be back with you. Uh, you know, we're doing a little... little Sunday on a Monday, right? Um, and actually got to it uh, here this Monday afternoon, and so it's it's really good to uh, to be back with you guys. Um, doing a little bit of a break, taking a, a momentary break from uh, the Beyond Sunday School series that that we've been working through, and I'll probably be back at that next week with Genesis chapter three. Um, before we look at some other passages in Scripture, but wanted to kind of wrap that uh, that little bit up, and uh, and then we'll we'll jump into the New Testament and then back in the Old Testament, and we'll we'll get a few other things. Um, but uh, this week, uh, wanted to um, I wanted just wanted to take a minute and uh, and hit on something uh, that really kind of came. Uh, to my attention in my own life, and as a result of that, thought that, you know, um, maybe some of you guys have been uh, feeling the same way, and uh, and it started with a text message. Um, now, uh, my my congregation is incredibly generous and kind. Um, because every summer they give uh, they give Amy and I a sabbatical on sun, for Sundays. Basically, uh, we don't host, and there is uh, little expectation for uh, for us to to attend a southern a Sunday missional community. Um, and uh, and they do this for a couple reasons. Uh, one is um, because Ethan's Ethan's playing baseball, and we travel a lot during the summer, and um, and so it's they know that this is a was a short season of his life, and did not want me to didn't want Amy and I to miss out on on that, and uh, and so that's that's part of it. Um, part of it is they care about us deeply and want us to. Uh, be refreshed and renewed, and be be ready. You know, be able to to lead and and care for folks. Um, you know, eleven months out of the year, basically. So, um, so they they give us this time, and uh, I got a text message from one of our missional community leaders. Uh, last week, that just said, "Hey, how's sabbatical going?" And the reality is, uh, as I as I kind of looked at that, I was like, "How is sabbatical going?" 
good, you know? Sabbatical was going good, I guess. Um, But it was weird. It was a weird, it's been a weird sabbatical uh, because, you know, we didn't have gatherings at our house uh, for the spring, for, you know, a couple, two and a half months before my sabbatical officially started. And And so there wasn't like this huge, great felt need um, for my sabbatical this time around. Um, I wasn't feeling, you know, we weren't feeling tired or anything like that. We, we really desperately missed uh, all, of our, <laughs> all of our people. We still miss all of our people. Uh, we miss hosting. We, we, we feel like there's this kind of hole in us um, because we haven't been able to to host missional communities uh, in the normal way for a really long time and who knows when that is even going to uh, become a reality again and so here we are you know it's the end of July and um, at least in Michigan things appear to be getting worse again uh, cases and things are, are just crazy with the with the COVID-19 stuff um there's there is no there is there's not going to be a going back to normal and uh and so i said good uh, but then i said hey i'm going to write more later and as i really began to process through uh our sabbatical time or my sabbatical time because amy's been working like crazy um i realized that I realized that uh, good wasn't the right word. Weary was the right word. I, I've, I've, I've felt and experienced um, this sense of this sense of, of weariness over the last um, I think over the last number of weeks. And I think it's just crept crept up on me. And I, and I didn't have the words to, to explain that or, or even to say that until I had listened to uh, this podcast that was published back in May. And, uh, and, in, this, and in this podcast, uh, the, the, the guy who is, who's talking was talking about, was talking about weariness and how do we, how do we handle this uh, in, in our lives? How do we handle uh, physical, emotional, spiritual weariness, because what we're going through in um, in this day and age, in the in these this this world that we live in right now, in a global pandemic, uh, it's weary, right? It, it, it's wearying. It is exhausting. There is a low level sense of anxiety that. Uh, is is pervasive and it's and it and it hits everybody and it's but it hits everybody differently some people are are feeling anxious and worried about possibly catching um covid19 or they're worried about their parents or grandparents catching the illness other people are weary and exhausted of the news coverage of what they perceive as being false uh, information or bad science or junk science or uh, fake news, whatever it might be. 
Uh, not to mention the fact that we're in the midst of a presidential campaign with all of, uh, with all of that that is going on. Um, because that, that's exhausting. There is, there is a weariness that comes from the, the constant political banter and pandering that takes place on, uh, on social media. So we are living in this time where there's just uh, a sense of weariness, a sense of, uh, of, of just kind of a low-level frustration or anxiety that, that just is kind of hanging over us like these gray clouds. They're just, they're just, just kind of there. And so this, this time, these last six weeks over the last uh, number of years, really have been uh, typically are, are some of my favorite weeks of the year. And, uh, and this year it hasn't, hasn't felt that way. Uh, I feel like I've, you know, I feel like I've done some good stuff like writing and recording some things and, um, you know, I think some of those things have been really good. I think this has been a productive season. Um, in a lot of ways, I, I feel refreshed and renewed and that kind of stuff. Um, but there is there is still this this sense of weariness. And uh, you know, and I realize, um, and so as I as I've been thinking about this uh, since that since that conversation last week. I've been thinking, you know, some of some of you uh, may be like me, where it's it's not that things are bad, things are fine, they're okay, they're good, they're status quo. But there's still just kind of this sense of meh, just a sense of weariness that that's that's there, um, and. Uh, and so I started thinking about, uh, started thinking about this this passage in Scripture. And maybe it'll be encouraging to you. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but it's, but it's something, um, something that I've been thinking about a lot. And uh, you know, Paul writes in Second Corinthians uh, at the end of chapter three, uh, beginning. Uh, beginning in verse 16, it says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But 
We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that His all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that His life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All of this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I have written, I don't know when, um, but at some point over the years, I have written a little question here at the end. It says, how does embracing eternity help us now? And uh, Paul gives us this, he gives us this beautiful picture, right? You know, this, this, this idea that even though life, when life gets hard, when life gets tough, when, uh, you know, when, when, when we're perplexed, when we're, when we're experiencing uh, being hard-pressed on every side, you know, when we're struck down, all these things, there is something more. There is some hope. There is some, some picture that we can that we can look towards, this, this eternal future. He says, you know, we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but as what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So Paul, Paul is looking at this big picture. He's saying, yeah, even in the moment, even though in this moment, it feels like the whole world is coming apart. It feels like everything in this third rock from the sun is spinning out of control. There is... There is something more. There is this hope, this hope of glory, this hope of eternity that we can kind of look at and say, yeah, all right. The moment, the moment sucks. But the big picture here, the big picture here is that there is, there is way more going on. And, and we, can, we can look, we can look to this, this future hope. We can look to this future hope of glory. And trust in that. Now, one of the things uh, that he that he says here, back in chapter three, verse eighteen, he says, "And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, and are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." Now, um, this word "contemplate" really, really stuck out to me. Is is I, is I've been kind of repondering this passage, because contemplate, 
uh, this, this idea of contemplation, of, um, of sitting quietly and just kind of gazing, you know, gazing into the face of the Lord. Um, that's, that's pretty counter, pretty countercultural for me. I'm not a contemplator. I'm not a um, sit quiet and and just process. I get I get bored really quick, and uh, I'm also not quiet. I don't do a lot of things quietly at all, ever. Um, I mean, shoot, my brothers and I uh, and our families got together at my mom's place this past weekend, and uh, you know there was three boys, just us three boys and our wives and our, you know, and a, you know, a few kids. And it was like, you, you think there was a party of 70 in that place. Uh, we, we don't do things quiet. That's just not who we are. And yet, you know, here's Paul talking about, you know, us contemplating uh, the Lord's glory, right? Uh, reflecting the Lord's, reflecting on the Lord's glory. We are, we're, we're, we're just kind of, sitting back trying to take it all in you know maybe in the way that you sit back sometimes and take in a uh, a beautiful sunset or a, well let's be honest most of us are not going to see the sun rise except for my friend Jeff who goes into work at ungodly early morning hours um, but there's something about contemplating uh, contemplating Jesus as Lord and contemplating his glory that gets us in touch with this eternal reality, right? This hope of glory, this, this, this future hope that we have. And, and when we're doing this, when, we are, when we're taking time to, to contemplate, to sit back, to, to really uh, try to kind of rest into Christ, uh, what happens is uh, we, we begin to realize that there is something there is something outside of us there is something bigger than us and it's and it's this recognition um, that I think is really really important for us uh, as as we begin to enter into seasons of weariness you know for me uh, over the last handful of days I found my weariness beginning to dissipate is I have intentionally sought to contemplate the glory that is, that is Christ. This glory of one who loved so deeply that he was willing to sacrifice himself uh, for the good of the world. Resting in that knowledge of being accepted by him, of being loved uh, by him. That that has begun to lift the weariness. It is what it what it's begun to do is is my kind of my my faith is, is is in a sense getting filled back up, right? Like my my cup of faith is is getting refilled as I as I process that. As I as I sit with it, as I allow it to to go deep into uh, into me, right? As I allow that to 
to kind of to kind of dig in to a to a place deeper in my soul. And what these series, I think, what these seasons of weariness do is they force us to take these truths deeper into our hearts. It forces us to go deeper into into our souls. We we have to move beyond the surface. We have to move beyond just the platitudes of oh, I believe, I'm good, everything's fine, to, no, it's weary, it's hard, but, but, I'm not crushed, I'm not destroyed, right? I'm not abandoned. I'm not in despair. And how do we, so how do we get there, right? You know, how, how do we, how do we begin to intentionally kind of move past that reality? That's a really good question. And uh, in the same podcast, and I'll, and I'll drop a link to it in the, uh, in the show notes on the, the audio version of this. Um, but I, the, guy who's, the guy that I was listening to is a guy named Chris Hewitts. And... Uh, and he encouraged, he kind of said, hey, you know, some of you may be aware of this, some of you may not, um, but it's a, a, a meditation uh, of loving kindness is what he called it. He called it a meditation of loving kindness. And that might sound all new agey or whatever, um, but really what it is, is it's, a, it's kind of a time of guided prayer. Um, you know, it's a time to try to quiet the noise so that we can hear the still small voice of God. Right? And in this world that we live in, the noise, it's loud. And it drowns out everything. There's so many voices. There's so much noise. And sometimes we need to stop and get still and be quiet, even if it's just for a few minutes. We need to take a moment. What he said is the process that he that he goes through, and ever since I heard this podcast, I've been starting to, to practice this a little bit. Is he says, just settle, settle yourself, try to find a, a quiet space. He said, just, just kind of work through these three phrases. Lord, may I be filled with faith. May, be, may I be a source of hope. And may I be aligned with love. Lord, may I be filled with faith. May I be a source of hope. And may I be aligned with love. I think as we go through and we read about Jesus, or as we read about Paul, as we read um, through the story of Scripture, the people uh, so often uh, who represent God in this world, they, they were living out those three things. They were people filled with faith. They were sources of hope, and they were aligned with love. And over the last number of days, um, you know, as I've been driving to a ball game, um, or even just uh, out on, on a walk, I've kind of begun to work through these three phases, these three phrases. Lord, fill me with faith. 
make me a source of hope. Align me with love. But then uh, Chris says, hey, you know, after you've kind of gotten your heart there, now move to praying for uh, someone who's been a mentor to you, someone who has, has cared for you, who's, uh, who's kind of overseen you or, or you know, and, um, and, you, and you pray on their behalf. Lord, fill them with faith. Make them a source of hope. Align them with love. You pray this on their behalf. And then you, you expand it out, right? Now it's maybe your neighborhood or your church. Uh, and then you go to the next kind of the world, right? Bigger, broader, till till eventually your your whole mindset is is just you're you're trying to you're trying to live out this um, this idea of being of being a person filled with faith, being a source of hope, and aligning yourself with love. And you're praying that for all those around you, friends and enemies, neighbors and enemies. Um, because if we could be, if we could be a people, by and large, if we could be a people who are filled with faith, who are seeking to be sources of hope and aligning ourselves with love, um, the world would look a lot different, right? Now, the other night, um, I guess it was Saturday night. Um, for whatever reason, I couldn't sleep. I was, my mind was, my mind was spinning out. And, um, and that, that's part of how I'm wired every once in a while that, that happens to me. Uh, I was thinking about a million things, right? Uh, and, and yet nothing in particular either. So some people said, oh, take, get a notebook. There's, there was nothing to write down. It was just the thoughts were flying so quickly in my head. Um, the noise was so loud. And so eventually, uh, I don't know what time it was. Uh, but it had gotten to a place where I was just so frustrated that I wasn't sleeping that I that I did this. I was like, okay. I, I laid there, closed my eyes, and through my mind I said, fill me with faith. Make me a source of hope. Align me with love. And I just kind of went back through. And what happened was my my body relaxed. My mind relaxed. I contemplated the glory of Jesus through these phrases. And man, I, I was asleep. And, and even though I didn't sleep long, I think when I finally did go to sleep, I was pretty rested. Um, and so even this morning, you know, as I was getting ready for uh, to do this podcast, to, to record this, I was, I took time to practice this the, this this meditation of loving kindness. I prayed, you know, I prayed for for you guys that as that as you were watching this or listening to this, um, that you would be filled with faith, that you would become a source of hope, and that you would be aligned with love. Because man, I think if we could get there, if we could get there, dude, it would help so much. It would help so much. Because. Because then I think we could be like Paul, right? In chapter 4, verse 16 of 2 Corinthians, where he says, 
Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We can get there. We can get to this kind of this kind of perspective, this kind of mindset. But it is going to require us to take time to contemplate, to, to seek to move beyond the weariness, to sit in it, to accept it, to acknowledge it. But then, but then the process has to, has to, to move forward. And it moves forward um, so that we can know that inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Right? So, um, so let me, so, so I, I'll pray again uh, as, we, as we wrap this up. My friends, may you be filled with faith. May you be a source of hope. And may you be aligned with love. May we be filled with faith. May we be a source of hope. May we be aligned with love. Until next time. Love well, my friends.